Welcome back to Coordinated Strike. It is my pleasure to be bringing you the third episode. All right, Tossheads, let's get down to it. Today, I want to talk to you about assets. I talked about how they kind of work in the game and making sure that you're taking a look at them and, and understanding how key they are in your design for lists, design for how you're going to build your build your force and bring it to battle and all of the little tricks and tips you can utilize through your asset package. So let's get into the basics. The basic, basic, basic of assets is that every model in the game has access to a certain number of assets. Commander have a- commanders by their status have access to two. Uh, champions typically have access to one. A titan typically has access to three. And assets do a variety of things from a mechanical standpoint within uh, the other side. They provide you the ability to do more things, to have more actions, have more options. Uh, typically, this is utilized through versatile. And you'll notice this a lot on assets as they relate to titans. Uh, so what versatile states is that you can do this an action on this card in addition to any other action uh, that you were able to do. So this means fun things on titans like giving them a rush order and then being able to shoot with them, uh, or moving up, uh, doing a morale action to flip an objective, and then being able to shoot with the uh, the versatile guns or make a versatile melee attack. Uh, it kind of ups your overall ability and firepower, and it also is utilized for damage reduction. Uh, because everything in this game has one wound, uh, including titans, champions, all of that, the way that they simulate something uh, being more massive, uh, having more ability, is through the asset system. The assets allow that person to, or allow that person or entity to take additional damage that they wouldn't normally be able to take. Uh, through the system of dis- disable. So, if you have some damage come through, you can damage the asset, flip it over, and then you have a damaged asset. And those assets can be repaired via reinforcement token uh, during activation or through some other ability. So, they really provide quite a bit of added ability and added durability to the models that are able to take them. Um, Abyssinia even plays on the, the concept further uh, with the prototype assets that can go on to normal units or squads. So there's a lot of potential for expansion uh, within the game as we continue on uh, in the in the fulfillment and the post-Kickstarter uh, life of the other side, as it is going to be a full retail release with full retail support going forward. So really quite exciting times when you think of it from a what could be coming down the pipeline, uh, but also very exciting for what we already have in the game itself. So from an asset standpoint, if we look at uh, one of my favorite factions, as you guys know, or, or allegiances rather, 
uh, is Abyssinia. And Abyssinia use a ton of assets. Uh, they use the prototypes, as I said, and their kind of base special rule is that during scouting, uh, you gain two prototype assets per friendly commander. Uh, you may attach these assets to any Abyssinian unit, units in this company, ignoring asset limits. So you get to really beef up and, and power up your dudes uh, in very interesting ways. So to kind of give you an idea, there are discus grenades, there's experimental rocket, there's active defense armor, there are shock battalions, and there are there's a flare gun, and chemical foggers. So most of these, uh, in order to operate on the prototype, you're going to need to be discarding a card. So there is some resource management that you have to do to make the most out of these particular assets. But if we go to the at, the commander asset package for Abyssinia, you're looking at things like the Soulstone necklace, uh, a deflector shield, handheld recording device, evasive maneuvers, uh, Prince Unathi's unique mind control device, uh, Casa's power output sensor, and the uh, Lord of Steel's evasive maneuvers. So these all give kind of a unique flavor to Abyssinia, and Abyssinia can also take Earth's assets. And Earth's assets at present are Toughness, Medal of Honor, Marching Boots, Battlefield Map, uh, Electric Megaphone, and Stylish Monocle. And of course, Toughness. So those are all assets that are available to you when you're playing Abyssinia and you have uh, one of the commanders. And so, as we kind of look and, and think about our list, we want to see exactly what we want our commander to do. And how we want them to be built out. So we need to decide what our command, who our commander is going to be. Our commanders are going to be in the game, as we're going to typically play a two-commander game. And how we want to build those two out. So from an Abyssinia perspective, uh, the commander I think you're going to be taking almost every pairing at present is going to be Prince Unathi. And the reason for that is Prince Unathi does a ton of support work for your Abyssinia lists in general. Uh, call for reinforcements, which is within eight inches of him, you target a friendly squad with at least one fire team in range, and they gain a f reinforcement token. It costs a six to be able to do. Uh, that's huge. Uh, it really allows for the very expensive, uh, better armored troops of Abyssinia to remain in the game and remain viable longer. Uh, he has a nice weapon, and he has the ability to field test, so he gets you to use your assets, your prototype assets, um, quite continually. So, from a assets package on him, I want things that are going to augment what he's already doing well. Um, so, he's providing us a little bit of card draw with uh, field test, 
kind of card recursion because you're going to spend one for the prototype and then draw one uh, unless you're taking electrocutioners and then they're not having to discard to use the prototypes and you're just gaining a card. Uh, and then he's also providing reinforcement. And he wants to play a little forward because his rockets are only range 12, but they are air, they're an area weapon that can throw down some hazardous terrain. And hazardous terrain in this game is no joke. So kind of my preferred package with him recently has been handheld recording device. And what that one does is when this unit activates, you draw the top card of your discard pile into your control hand. And... I really like his mind control device. And that's because it allows me to put out a big template of hazardous terrain that I can then move around as part of a versatile action. It also has disable two, so he's able to absorb two damage uh, from uh, that asset, which is quite good if you're taking some uh, severely high-powered strength weapon against you. You are only armor seven uh, with Unafi. So between the mind control device and the handheld recording, he has three damage if he flips both of his assets. And then on the backside, each of those are able to disable again for one before being removed. So he's got five total damage he can take just on his own uh, before having to engage his commander rule. And of course, he's probably going to engage that commander rule before he starts damaging assets. And then, depending on your build, you're either going to be taking Casa or the Lord of Steel. And I am a huge Lord of Steel fan. Uh, he's a speed 9 commander who has the ability to take a tactical action to place, or morale action, to place uh, anywhere within 12 and on a margin of 3 he's able to increase that distance to 18. So he can move 36 inches on a rush order. Uh, again, because that's commander action to do the morale action to take the skies, assuming a placement of three, and then he's able, or a, a powerful thrusters with a margin of three. So 18 inches, Base speed 9 is able to go twice his speed. Another 18, that's 36. He's got 2-inch reach on the Spear of Ages. So he's got a 38-inch threat out of the box on a, on a rush order. That's, that's significant power. Uh, on a strength 5, which on a ram you gain additional strength. So he's going to flat out do some murder stabbing, which I love. And so you've got to think about how he's going to play. He's going to play a very forward game. Uh, he's going to be in the enemy's face more often than not. He doesn't bring a ranged weapon until he goes into glory. Uh, and we really want to build him for survivability and just demonstration of power on the whole. So for him, I quite like uh, the Soulstone Necklace, which is, uh, while this fire team, 
while a fight, while a fighter team in this unit is in a duel outside of its activation, it flips two cards instead of one. It chooses one and discards any others. Uh, so this gives him kind of an advantage when he's being attacked because the assumption is he is going to be attacked because he's going to be in the enemy's face. Then you've got some options. His unique one is evasive, which states after a penetration flip is made against his fire team, it may discard a card. If it does so, the action strength is not added to the penetration flip. This is kind of an interesting ability and interesting one to have. You really need to know who you're going up against and kind of their their weapons and their build out. If I'm going into something like the cult or or uh, King's Empire who typically have higher weapon strength or the ability to manipulate the margins to get to higher strength. The utilization of this means for a card you can really mitigate some of the damage against you. So I like it quite a bit, but it is a little resource-intensive in an already resource-intensive faction. So what I've been experimenting with a little bit is the Deflector Shield, because I know he's going to get hit. And what the Deflector Shield does is, if this asset is flipped to reduce damage from an enemy attack, the enemy fire team that took the action suffers a Strength 5 hit at the end of their current activation. And it has a Disable 5. So what it is, it's a get-out-of-a-lot-of-damage-free card that does a huge retaliatory strike to my opponent. And so I like this configuration uh, the more that I've kind of played with it, although my traditional has been to use his Evasive Maneuvers and Soulstone Necklace. But typically, if he's in my list, he gets the Soulstone Necklace. That's just kind of how I've been playing him. And I think it's a very good very good asset spot to be in. However, one of the things you have to remember is because that you are in Earth Allegiance, you also have access to the Earth-based assets. And so we want to kind of look at these a little bit more because uh, they haven't been talked about a ton. Uh, they are all available on that uh, weirdgames.net forward slash toss uh, dash guild. And so you can take a look at them there and get an idea of what's available to both King's Empire and Abyssinia uh, as well as the guild syndicate. Alright, so toughness. Uh, when you purchase this asset, you get another copy of it free, and you may attach it to any legal unit. That's kind of cool. It goes on non-squad. It just uh, provides disable two. Uh, but it gives you two copies of it. Kind of, kind of an interesting ability. So for one script, you get four base disable with an additional one on the back. So that brings you to six six wounds on a on a single character unit. Um, probably the best bet for 
champion or if you're trying to squeeze points in to get some more adjuncts or uh, a different champion into a list. There is Medal of Honor. The uh, restriction on this is Commander and Earth. Uh, they gain Veteran. The unit gains plus one tactics, uh, which means if you have zero tactics, you go to tactics one. If you have tactics two, you go to tactics... If you have tactics one, you go to tactics two. And if you have tactics two, you go to tactics three. Pretty cool. Uh, fire teams in this unit gain the following trigger on their actions. Margin two, role model. A friendly unit in line of sight gains an inspired token. Kind of cool. Uh, but that co- that'll cost you two script and is disabled too. Then there's marching boots. Uh, cost one. Uh, restriction commander earth. Rigorous drill. Fire teams in this unit gain plus two speed during any movement granted by an order. And strong souls. Fire teams in this unit count their armors being three points higher when suffering hazardous terrain penetration flips. That's an interesting one, and that one may be something I need to experiment with on the Lord of Steel, uh, primarily because it's going to up him to speed 11, which means this one goes to 11. And Strong Souls means I can make him armor effective 12 against Hazardous Terrain Test, which means on a Hazardous 3 situation, he's going to need, you're going to need a 9 to do A damage to him. So that's pretty good. That's pretty, that's pretty solid. Then there's Battlefield Map. Battlefield Map, I think, is a very underrated and very strong ability. Uh, what it does, it's for one script, enemy model, enemy deployment. During scouting, the enemy company must deploy two squads of their choice. Okay, so they, they've gotta deploy early. At least two squads. And then, at, then there's clever ruse. After deployment is finished, but before the game starts, choose one friendly unit to place up to its speed in any direction. All right. So, for those that have been worried about combating uh, Cult of the Burning Man and their speed and their portals and all of that stuff, Battlefield Map allows you to tactically deploy. Um, essentially, one part of your force its speed at the beginning of the game. Uh, that's huge in terms of shutting down a portal or making sure you can cover an objective effectively, putting pressure on the opponent early. Uh, battlefield map really is something that almost everyone should be looking at taking uh, when they're able to and if they're facing cult. Um, I'd almost call it a, a must a must take. Uh, I think in my configurations, battlefield map is going to be most likely put on... Unafi, and it will go down in place of handheld recording device. Uh, unless I'm facing hordes where the hazardous terrain template isn't nearly as good, because they're going to put down a lot of terrain templates anyway, and then that'll be with a replacement for it. And then there's the electric megaphone. Electric megaphone is a really nice ability. Uh, gives the morale action, move it, move it. Uh, again, a 6 to 12 uh, with a 16-inch range target squad with one or more fire teams in range gain a re- gains a reinforcement token. Uh, on a margin of 3, they gain an additional reinforcement token. And on a mask, uh, pl- which is plenty of war for everyone, uh, take this action again. 
So electric megaphone really provides some flexibility to you as a commander. Um, it allows you to have a lot of reinforcement if you're facing somebody that's going to give out a lot of pinning. Uh, or if you have abilities that trigger off of uh, reinforcement or you're facing somebody that you think is going to outrange you and outgun you. Um, the reinfor- Having the additional reinforcement tokens kind of helps uh, mitigate your losses, obviously. And so Electric Megaphone is definitely something to consider. And then there's Stylish Monocle again. Uh, this is non-squad, non-Titan, Restriction Earth. Fire teams in this unit gain the following action. Uh, tactical action, you can do this. Uh, it's a 6 versus a 10, 18-inch range. Target-friendly squad with one or more fire teams in range may remove a, ta- a token of your choice. Um, and then on a four margin of four, I'll show them what you've got. Remove any number of tokens from the target squad. So this is, again, another one that's going to be very good against Colt, uh, who are going to give out a lot of shaken tokens, and shaken tokens are... The worst. They are terrible. They affect the game in such a huge mathematical way that having an ability to remove them and remove them almost at will uh, really is something to consider. So Stylish Monocle should be on your list when you know that you're probably going to be running into Cult. And so those are the Earth assets that you also have access to if you're playing in an Earth-based faction. And those two Earth-based factions, for those that are not aware or haven't thought about it, are Abyssinia and King's Empire to this point. So that's kind of a a base overview from a commander standpoint, uh, at least for Abyssinia, for the assets, as well as a, a brief look at some of the prototypes and I want to talk a little bit about Titan Assets. Um, Titan Assets are really where you define the role of your Titan in the particular match. And Titans have up to three assets they can take. So in Abyssinia, there really are a variety of assets that really change how that model is going to play. So the most base configuration for an Abyssinian Titan, which is the Dreadnought, are the mounted gunner. Is uh, to look at the mounted gunner upgrade. Uh, mounted gunners are plentiful, so the asset can be attached to the same unit more than once. Typically, assets have a a single restriction where they can't there can't be more than one instance of the same asset on a model, unless it has the plentiful role. So, kind of the simplest configuration, the base configuration on the Dreadnought is the three mounted gunner upgrades. So, for ten points, the model is going to spew out four shots. All at range 15, all at acting value 6 versus defense, strength 3, and they're all Strength 3, and they're all going to give out a pinning token. Pretty effective package. Uh, They have versatile. So every single mounted gunner you have on there from the upgrades, from the assets, 
get to be utilized. No matter what action or what uh, order you've declared. Alright, so then you can kind of customize yours further. Uh, there's a magical dampener. It states all magic attacks taken within 8 inches suffer a minus 2 AV. That's pretty strong into, you know, cult. Or there's a massive furnace. Uh, this one has a restriction of core. Uh, which states versatile. Actions on this card may only be taken once during a unit's activation. A fire team in this unit uh, may take an additional action listed on this card in addition to the other actions. So again, versatile. It is a melee-style attack. It's a flamethrower. Flame uh, range 3 versus defense, acting value 7 with a ram. Strength 2, target discards a reinforcement token. On a nimble, you get to move up to your speed. And on a ram, burn it all. Take this action again against another fire team in range. So if you want your Titan to be down and dirty and in the thick of things and you're expecting it to be a little more melee focused, this is how you're able to do that. So you would take the, the massive furnace in lieu of one of the machine gunners. Uh, there's also a mortar emplacement. This uh, you cannot take if you've elected to take the furnace, because they occupy the same slot. Uh, mortar Bombardment. It has a 7 active value versus defense, 20 in its range, strength 3 area. If you discard a card when declaring the action, it ignores line of sight and cover. Definite explosions. All non-Titan fire teams within pulse 5 of the target must move 1 inch directly away from the target and discard all inspired tokens till the end of the turn. That is on a ramp. Uh, not a versatile action. This requires you to spend your base action in order to do it. Because it's a giant mortar. Then also can have a computational brain. This goes into its processor slot. Uh, it has cunning. Uh, this model gains tactics one. If it already has tactics, it would gain an additional plus one tactics. And, or... In lieu of that, it can take in this processor a gramophone amplifier. Uh, the Abyssinian National Anthem. Uh, when this unit ends its activation, friendly squads with one or more fire teams within four of this unit uh, fire team gain a reinforcement token. I like this quite a bit. A configuration that I've used um, a fair amount and I think is very, very strong is two mounted gunners and then a gramophone amplifier. And then it kind of works as a troop support titan, where the troops are going to be near, it's going to stay near the troops, it's going to provide downrange fire with the mounted gunners and its base attack, and as it ends its activation, it's going to be throwing out these reinforcement tokens, kind of taking the load off of Unathi or someone with the megaphone and that's kind of the that's kind of the, the thoughts and configurations you can kind of look at and think about uh, if you're getting into and, and wanting to play uh, Abyssinia's I hope that you do um, so take some time look through the allegiances and think about how you can build your commander or your commanders and your titans for the jobs that you need them to do.
and make sure that you're looking also at your particular allegiance as well as uh, whether you're Earth side or Malifo side for the assets that you have available to you. Uh, as the asset family is only going to grow over time with the game, uh, it's good to start looking and thinking about how you can best design and tailor your asset packages to the operation, to the opponent, and kind of covering holes in your list. Uh, if you're bringing a lot of troops, it's probably good to have a fair amount of ability to reinforce a lot of squads, and it's probably good to have a fair amount of reinforcement ability. That's going to augment and support uh, what you're trying to do. If you're taking a lot of non-squads, the reinforcement aren't going to benefit you nearly as much. And so you may want to look at ways to improve the survivability of your commanders as you're not going to have a lot of squads for them to pull models off of. Uh, in Titans, you kind of want to consider how they are going to be configured. Am I configuring them for close-range damage? Am I configuring them for long-range damage? Are they going to be going toe-to-toe -to -toe with other Titans, or are they going to be used to help thin the herd of, of squads against me or uh, or champions or just other base fire teams? Uh, on the commanders themselves, are they going to be a forward operator? Do I have to have squads with them? How am I going to deal with somebody that has access to a lot of precise? So all of these are the questions that the assets help you tailor your answer to or pose greater question to your opponent from. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Coordinated Strike. Uh, we should be getting Aaron from Weird on the show here in a little bit to go ahead and answer some of the questions that we've talked about on the Facebook. I want to make sure that you guys are aware there is a Other Side Facebook uh, called The Other Side or The Other Place. Um, definitely come check us out. Uh, a lot of fun, great community, very interactive. Uh, it's all early days, so very, very exciting. Uh, and again, remember, uh, when you've got a tactics token, you can make a coordinated strike.